Hey guys, Mark Belville here, host of For the Love of the Game podcast. Just want to let you guys know you can check us out every Tuesday. We're on all your podcast listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as well as many others. Also now on iHeartRadio. Um, just want to let you know, check us out for all your sports news and gambling advice. Uh, we break down all things of sports, the breaking news, the latest storylines, and give our picks on a bunch of different uh, sporting events. Uh, so hopefully we can put a little bit of money in your pocket as well. We really appreciate the love and support. Make sure you guys check us out. Hey guys, it's Ryan Green, Machine Ebner here from the Big J and BB Show, your source for gaming, anime, and sports news. You can find us on your podcast platform of choice. Just search Big J and BB Show on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. Also find us on Twitter at Big J and BB Show. Now enjoy the next episode and stay breezy. Okay, wow, what a surprise. This is a nice gift on Thursday. Nowhere near my birthday. We're just going to call it an early early Christmas gift that Periscope and Twitter got their act together overnight, which is, that never happens. Uh, so Facebook, I guess just let it go that I had that awkward intro because I didn't think it would work. Uh, welcome into the stream, as always, brought to you by BUSR.com slash Josh. Uh, head over there and get yourself a sign-up bonus and start wagering on your favorite sports, which uh, before we get into some gambling discussions, I again have to let everybody know about the disgusting amount of giveaways that I'm doing next week. Starting on Monday at 7 o'clock Central Time, every single night until the 23rd, so that's four days of $100 giveaways each um, to BUSR. So there's a little bit of stipulations. You ha- you do have to have a BUSR account, so might as well just go do it now. Um, and by the way, a little bit of a loophole, you do get the sign-up bonus, and then you could also win the extra $100. So I'm just, look, I'm just looking out for you. He's trying to make them some money. I'm just, I'm trying to fill your pockets because mine are empty. So, um, the as always, busr.com slash Josh. On the other side of the screen here, uh, hashtag crack'em is Ryan from the green, from the, from the green. Jesus. Yeah, you know, I ruined your I ruined your your crackum with a with a complete brain fart. Uh, yesterday, look, yesterday, I highly suggest everybody go listen to the podcast from yesterday. It was the greatest beer open I've ever heard in my life. So my brother played it in the car, right? Because you know he's like, I gotta give him the listen, and I heard it over the radio, and I was like, wow, it was so that good, was a good. Crack. It was honestly, it was the best one I've ever heard. So, <laughs> uh, some gambling discussion before we get into all these topics today. Memorial Tournament in Dublin, Ohio. Things aren't going well. They, things are not. They're not. They're yeah, not going. What's going well. on, bro? <laughs> I told you to fade me. I, I told you I to know. fade me. Uh, I do have Jordan Spieth, though it's tied for eighth. So did you have him like, winning or top twenty? I had him winning. Oh. So feeling a little bit of something, something on a Thursday. You know what I'm saying? So Tiger Woods is uh, one under. Victor Hovland is two over, and Colin Morikawa is four over. Now, I know it's only day one, but based on these numbers, like last weekend, this is the same course, by the way, everybody. This is the same exact course that they played last weekend, and everybody's playing like shit. Like, um, I'm blanking on the guy's name, unfortunately, but uh, the leader is like eight under. Tony Fano. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... So and then uh, Brendan Steele was in was in first. He 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 fell down to about third. But 
yeah, not not a really not a strong day for for a lot of these golfers. Uh, Tiger Woods is tied for 18th, and Victor Hovland and uh, Colin Morikawa are nowhere in nowhere near the top 20. So, obviously, only day one, long way to go, but not feeling too great about these bets that uh, that were placed. So, um, and also no other bets that that are I'm looking to place over the next couple of days. Um, but we're we're gonna get to that. So the first topic today, really quick, just have to mention it because, you know, I, I I'm a Sox fan, obviously, but I. I like to keep Cubs fans somewhat happy. Um, so they, they named Kyle Hendricks their opening day starter. Which, before I say my, what's your opinion on Kyle Hendricks? I think he's so underrated um, when it comes to what he's able to do. Like you don't when you talk about like the aces uh, around Major League Baseball, a lot of people don't pencil Kyle Hendricks into that argument. But for what he's done for the Cubs uh, since being uh, called up to the majors uh, years ago, he's played great. He's been consistent. Um, I think he's a guy that just, you know, if the Cubs can give him some run support, uh, his numbers would look even better. But I, I, I like Kyle Hendricks. He reminds me a lot of Greg Maddox. Ooh, that's a good comparison. Um, like, he, he's not overpowering. He, he's he got a, a pretty nasty changeup, and he can outsmart you for sure. Um, I, I love Kyle Hendricks. I love watching him pitch. And you're right. I, th- I think he is underrated. I Sometimes I don't think it helps that John Lester's in that rotation just because of the name. Um, you know, Cubs fans, obviously, they, they talk up Kyle Hendricks all the time because they, they see it every day. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think he doesn't get enough praise. So, uh, And on the other side of town, I don't know if it's been announced yet. I guess I'm doing a bad job of paying attention to that. But it's, it's Lucas Giolito. It's got to be, right? I would assume. I don't know who else you would you would pick. I mean, Lucas coming off of such a great year last year, uh, making the all-star team and everything like that. I mean, you have to just keep with that momentum. He's the guy. Everything else in the rotation is kind of – I mean, maybe Dallas Keuchel, but I feel like Keuchel would be better suited as your two. Yeah, so I have an article coming out um, in the next, uh, I don't know, a couple hours or so. It could be could be even, even tomorrow. There's no real rush on, uh, on tapsportsnet.com talking about Lucas Giolito's numbers from last year and the 60-game stretch um, this season in 2020. And let me just say this. I, I want people to go check it, check the article out because there are a lot more numbers um, that I put in the article. But I'm just going to say this. If, if Lucas Giolito can replicate what he did in the first 60 games of last season... Now, I know that's a tough comparison. You're talking about the first 60 of 162 and the first 60 of 60 in an oddity of a season. But if he can somehow replicate the numbers that he put up last year, I mean, <laughs> like White Sox fans are going to be foaming at the mouth. So that art, look, check out, uh, look out for that article on ontapsportsnet.com. I'll be tweeting it out and uh, so on tap sports. So um, that, that's kind of where we're at. But we'll stick with the White Sox. And there's an article written today, <clears throat> excuse me, by Adam Hogue. And he was talking about Dallas Keuchel and basically not necessarily the relationship with Tim Anderson, but I guess his thoughts about Tim Anderson. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. I saw a little bit of it um, that he just he likes his energy. He likes that the everything that he brings to the table um, and because Tim Anderson man plays the game with a fire. I yeah. mean, there is a fire underneath him. And he's also having fun, and that's what I think I like the most about him. And he just looks like he's having a good time, and he don't give a damn. He just doesn't care. I love his bat flips and all that. I feel like if you don't like bat flips, you're kind of like on the outside looking in at this point. Yeah, like, it's yep. exciting. Um, but Tim looking Anderson, at you, Mad Bum. He, yeah, exactly. Uh, the way that he brings, Brad the Keller, what he fuck brings you. to the game is uh, fantastic. 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so Dallas Keuchel basically said uh, he's the type of guy that you want to fight him if you're on if if you're facing him, like physically fight him. And immediately when I when I saw that, I'm like, that's exactly the kind of guy I want on my team. Exactly. Like there were there were comps, not necessarily like directly to Anderson and AJ, but when you think of Tim Anderson's flair and his his attitude on the field. And just the fact that so many teams hate him, you think of AJ Pierzynski. Now, it's it's not close, right? But having a guy on on your team like Dallas Keuchel was like, look, I mean, if you pay attention, he first of all he thinks he's misunderstood. But when you look at his work ethic uh, firsthand, and you pay attention to his the little tweaks he does here and there, and he's constantly trying to improve. And oh, by the way, he's got an American League batting title under his belt now. You can you can highly respect what Tim Anderson does, and he even said he's like I, I think that respect is growing around the league. Um, again, looking at you, Brad Keller. So I just think that Tim Anderson, if he man, if he can get that glove going, like if he can just, if he can, he had twenty six errors or well, yeah, twenty six errors last season. If he can cut that down to like even fifteen, sixteen, like. We're looking at, we're looking at a guy who can really start to turn it on. Yeah, you're looking at a guy that could be an all-star contender every year, um, and, a, and for uh, the White Sox there at short, and that's huge. And like the whole thing with AJ Przinsky, it's a good point because honestly, since AJ, when has been the last time that the Sox had somebody on their team um, that really did fire him up like that? And I don't really remember anybody. I you know maybe for that block those Brett Lowry. Uh, yeah, I could see Brett Lowry. Um, but like the way Tim Anderson goes about it is fantastic. Even in the uh, inner team scrimmage games and he flipped the bat and like, yeah, I just got hyped. I was like, I'm ready. All right, here we go. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, I'm not going to stay too much on Tim Anderson. That, that's about it. But I do have this question for you. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this or not, or maybe, maybe somebody knows I can leave a comment, but um, you know, and, and everybody else knows that ESPN is going to air Cubs socks on Sunday, but can you bet on it? Ooh, it's a good. It's a good question. I don't think they have that lineup, but Be- I will. I will look because I, I need that. <laughs> he said, "I need." That. I need that. <laughs> I need that in my life because I'm. So I'm going to be traveling on Sunday, and uh, which, uh, by the way, no stream on Sunday night or on Monday night. Uh, be in Detroit again. Um, but I, I'm. I'm going to need. I'm going to need that. I. I, I gotta. I gotta place something on that, even if it's a couple bucks. I, I as of I right to. now, they only have the July twenty third games up. Okay, and that one, that one for anybody who who didn't uh, who didn't know, I do have that uh, the run total in that game at even for plus one thirty. So if anybody's trying to get on that, busr.com slash Josh. Do you do you have any bets in that yet? I think I don't know if I asked you that yesterday. No, I haven't put anything on it yet. Um, I was kind of just seeing where it goes. I actually really wanted to see how the uh, the golf tournament went this weekend too. See kind of what I'm playing with a little bit more as I get ready for thir- uh, for Thursday and Wednesday or Thursday Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that too. But I'm ready. Just I honestly like I I'm just ready for live sports. Uh, I'm ready to be a degenerate. 
Frank, oh, I know, get, right? Gamble on some live I sports know. And, let, and let's just get it because it's gets it's gonna get worse once the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs start too. Because like it's just gonna be nuts. Like we went from what uh, we're on about three months now. I mean, you can, I know we got golf and other live sports, but you know what I mean. It's like, different. Those the big energy ones, and now you're gonna get slammed. I mean, you're just gonna get slammed every day with something to watch, and that's fantastic. Um, which. That that reminds me too, Illinois. You need to get your stuff together. It is so difficult to gamble in this state. They did just, um, I believe, Rivers Casino now sportsbook opened up. Yeah. for us, so we can use that. But yes, it is extremely difficult. I think they're on. They're in that process though of getting that taken care. And of. And somebody uh, last weekend, somebody won a million dollars on Colin Morikawa at oh Rivers. God. He had him. He parlayed him. He had him uh, first day. First day. Um, first day winner. Well, leader. So that came through. And then he had him in the top five. And then I believe he had, he either had him in the top 20 as well, or he had him just to win it. And he ended up like continuing to put in, he won a million dollars. Now, my question to you, I'm, and maybe I just, because I just don't understand it, but like when we did, you threw down the top 20s for this tournament, right? Yeah. Why can't we parlay though? I, that's my question. I, that's something okay. I want to know. Yeah, no. Okay. I, because I'm like, why don't I just parlay all three of these and I'll have a disgusting return? That'd be sweet. But yeah, I don't, I don't really know why. Um, I mean, it's it's sort of similar. Like you can't parlay. Um, I don't know if this is in basketball or if it's in football. I believe it's the NFL. You can't parlay like the money line and then like the over under. Yeah, that's you true. can't parlay those things in yeah. in the NFL. I think in the NBA you can. Um, but I, I'm not really, I'm not too sure. But None of, I, I mean, I just put them all individual. I'm like, I'm just going to do it. I did too, but I was like, oh, this would be a really sweet parlay. And I yeah. went and I'm like, oh, I can't. But right, now, now you can, I believe you can parlay, like, let's say you wanted Tiger Woods in the top five and then you wanted um, Jordan Spieth in the top 10 and then, you know, Victor Hovland in the top 20. I believe oh, you can so you parlay can those. It. I believe okay. so. Don't I guess don't quote me on that, but I believe that's something that you can do. Uh, sticking with Chicago sports, the Chicago Bears, a uh, couple players disrespected. You hit on this yesterday, but a little more has has uh, come about it. And Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson, like, look, EA Sports, listen. I know that the Chicago Bears aren't, uh, they're not your moneymaker. Okay, I get it. But you not putting Kyle Fuller in the top 10 at corners is disgusting. Yeah, that that's a tragedy, uh, travesty. Like, I mean, it's really tough because I don't know how you feel about Kyle Fuller. I feel like Kyle Fuller's real, you know, hit or miss at times. But there is a stretch that he gets on where he's had some pretty good, uh, pretty good games. And I thought even last year at times he had some pretty good games. And um, to not put him in the top ten, I mean, like they got it right for Stephen Gilmore being ninety nine overall and being the top. I mean, dude's a stud. Yeah, hands down, absolutely. Not to put Fuller even at tenth, like I would have accepted tenth. Honestly, I would have been like, you know what, that's a good spot uh, for Fuller. That's not a bad, uh, bad area. But and then Eddie Jackson not even hitting ninety overall. What a joke! Uh, <laughs> it, that's so. And then you know I see people on Twitter, you know, say, well, they they are only better because of the defense that the rest of the players around him, like Khalil Mack, blah blah blah. I mean, yeah, but Eddie Jackson's a stud, hands down, stud. I mean. To be able to carry that safety position after they uh, got rid of Amos is huge, huge for them. Yeah. And Kyle Fuller has anchored the corner uh, position down for them too. He's and been the number one corner for like ago. three years. Yeah, 
like just not to be in the top 10 is pretty disgusting. Yeah. So, I mean, that's really all I wanted to say about it, but I, I do have this question. So this is just a, kind of a fun question for you. Do you think like if you were a Madden, if you were an NFL player or I guess any, any sport and the video game comes out and you find out what your rating is, like, are you pissed? Yes. <laughs> I would say now that could be because obviously like, you know, I talk about video games a lot. So maybe I take it a little bit more serious in that regard mm-hmm. and, you know, probably playing Madden for so long, but yeah, man, I'd be a little pissed. Like if you imagine any, like, you know, you feel like you're the shit and you're sitting at like an 89. You're like, really? You couldn't <laughs> even give me that 90 bump, bro. Like, you know, like when you're in school and you're like, I think my grade can go up just a little bit. Um, yep. but like if you're a bum, I guess you can't like be mad. Like you're like, yeah, I kind of suck. At least I'm in the game. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. At least but, I could play as myself. Yeah, but I would I would definitely like if I was just felt like I was being just mistreated by them, I'd be mm-hmm. a little pissed. I think I would be, but I would I would probably have a little fun with it. Mm-hmm. Like like if I was uh let's say I'm Kyle Fuller, let's say I'm a quarterback and you know they they have me as like a 74 and like week 2 I I lead my team to a win. They'd be like like I'm 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 on the sideline getting interviewed and they're like, "Wow, Josh, that was an unbelievable comeback. Um, you know, you, you were down early in the first quarter and and you got things done. How do you feel?" I just want to give a shout out to Madden for uh thinking I suck. Appreciate that. Uh yeah, no, our offense was doing great. Like I would I would throw that in there. Like I would have a lot of fun with it. So, um really though, I I don't think these guys I don't think they care. I think some of the younger ones do. Oh, Patrick Mahomes for sure cares. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, because you have to think about it. Think about people, I mean, our age and then the younger ones. Um, I mean, they've grown up with Madden their yeah. whole lives. So it's like, uh, I'm sure those guys probably care a little bit more. Maybe the guys like, you know, Khalil Mack. And I mean, he's not that old either, but still, you know, Khalil Mack. He doesn't he doesn't like come off as a video game guy to me. No, no. <laughs> he, I mean, he, I'm pretty sure he like locked his house up for Halloween. So I don't think he cares. <laughs> That's what he's focused on. I could just be uh, like, what up, go? You guys want to play Mario Kart? <laughs> right. <laughs> like J.J. Watt, those guys. I don't think they care as much, but I do yeah. think the younger generation tends to kind of like the NBA. NBA and 2K are the same way. I mean, we're like NBA play, especially young kids coming out of college. Like they want to see what their score is right yep. away, you know? Uh, I want to know what Ducky Hodges is in the game. Has that, Have you seen that? The, no, I have Quack attack. That's something I want to pay attention to. Uh, I loved watching him play. Uh, so sticking with uh, more Chicago news, uh, Ryan, you have the details on this, uh, some Blackhawks signings and a little bit of NHL news. Yeah. So the Hawks, uh, greeted a couple of a couple of young guys here. They got their Swiss star P I, I don't even, I'm going to say it's PS, right? I think it's Pius. Pius Sutter. Yeah. It's Pius Sutter. And they uh, they also signed their second round pick from 2017, Ian Mitchell. Uh, in case you're wondering who Sutter is. Last year, he netted 30 goals in 50 games, and he won the MVP for the Swiss League. Um, in five years that he's been over there, he's played 210 games, 81 goals, 87 assists. So the dude can find the net. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, he signed a one-year deal worth or $925,000. Ian Mitchell signed a three-year deal for $925,000. So there, uh, those are the signings for the Hawks. Um, I mean... I, I did not know who Sutter was until I so I didn't I'm not, yeah so I mean I'm I, I love hockey but I, I'm not gonna lie I I didn't know who he was either uh, shout out to Kyle Martin he texted me and he goes holy fuck we got Sutter I'm like yeah yeah it's sweet so I I checked him out and look this just goes to the discussion that Kyle and I have had on multiple 
in in multiple situations where we're just saying that the the Hawks are missing a scorer. They they yes they have to brink it and, and they have Strom uh, and obviously Taves and Kane, but they're just missing that guy who can who they can fall on to or lean on to to find the net, like you said. And the more look, they have enough defensive prospects to where they're fine. They're good. It's the forward situations that you need to worry about. I mean, look, we were talking about Dylan Sakura in Rockford like all year last year. It's like, call him up, call him up, and that's your best guy that you can call up? And Brendan Hagel? Like, these aren't the guys that you really think can can make strides and, and do something good. I mean, Alexander Nylander is, I mean, I guess it's questionable, but for me, he's not doing it. He's not getting it done. Um, but nonetheless, starting to bolster your forward depth with signings like this, it's it's key. And I, I'm going to say it again, man. I'm, I'm really trying not to be a homer here. I feel like this team, if they can figure out their goaltending situation, I feel like they're close. I, I mean, obviously, when you have guys like Kane and Tave still on your roster, you should be somewhat in the, in the conversation every year. As long as everything else kind of falls into place, um, there's no reason you shouldn't be because like you said the other day, you don't want to waste these guys the last few years of their contracts that they got. Yeah, right. Right. You don't want to do that. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Hawks do moving forward as we get ready for the playoffs, which the, uh, PA, the NHL's players union and the NHL, they agreed on a return to play rules. Uh, the, the, the playoffs are going to begin August 1st. And the Western Conference is going to be in Edmonton. The Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be done in Toronto. That's actually the first time since 1925 that the entire playoffs will be played in Canada. That's wild. I didn't even think that they were both going to end up in Canada, but that probably makes the most sense, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, man, I know you you sort of hit on it a little bit, but baseball starts in eight days, seven days. And then we're going to get like full tilt August 1st hockey. I'm going to be I mean like my multiple game I think we're going to be pushing like 5 games a day. My because... phone is going to be off. Oh <laughs> like... yeah, I, right? I mean they're going to be pushing here because they want to play 60 something games and be done by the beginning of October. Like that's when they were hope the uh, Stanley Cup can get hoisted. So this is going to be crunch time for the NHL um and the NBA at the same time and they also um the players will have until Monday this upcoming Monday 5 p.m. Eastern time to let their respective teams know if they're not participating. They don't have to give a reason, anything like that. They just say, hey, we don't want to do it, and there will be yeah. no penalty. Yeah, again, now, I mean, look, we're, I, I'm just going to say it again for people who have an issue with it. Under these under these terms and under these agreements through all these sports, you can just say I'm not coming, and that's it. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, the teams can't hold it against you, the, yeah. you know, kind of the point here, but – um, they also, with this pandemic and everything going on, it actually really pushed the pressure on the players and the NHL to agree to a new collective bargaining agreement, which they did, which get, means we will at least have good or, you know, hockey without any complaints until 2026. Um, what happened was the league minimum salary, uh, which is the amount available to be paid on entry-level contracts, and how much escrow could be deducted from future checks, they, that all went up. Um, the, sal the cap limit still stayed the same at 81 and a half million. Um, but also this, they allowed it for players can be likely to participate in the 2022 and 2026 Olympics again. 
So that will be super cool. And the players had to defer 10% of next year's salary because of everything going on this year and, you know, the money being lost from the league revenue wise and everything like that. Yeah. Well, that's big because, so I know that the Olympic thing is something that uh, pretty much across the NHL, a lot of these players were, were pushing for and uh, they, they got it. I know uh, podcasts like Spitting Chicklets with Ryan Whitney and uh, Paul Bissonette, they talk a lot about escrow, and that's something that I really I, I wasn't too knowledgeable about. And to be honest with you, I mean I I know a little bit now, but I know like escrow is something that really screws NHL players. So the fact that it went up, you know, that kind of sucks. I guess <laughs> I mean um, they're not making a ton of money. Like that the the Ian Mitchell and the um, PU Suter those nine twenty five that's entry level, but everything is sort of even keel like you're making like if you're making 11 you're at the top of the league so <clears throat> i mean yeah, that's true because i remember when taves and kane got their contract extensions originally and they were like 14 and a half and i'm like that's the top that's how <laughs> yeah. much nhl players are you know what i mean because you just don't think about it uh when you see these big contracts in baseball basketball uh football and i was like Ooh, wow but at least they did agree upon the league minimum going up yeah that's, that's yeah, a absolutely. good sign absolutely uh speaking of salary caps your boy is it? You're your boy, right? You like him? No, I don't like him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he wants uh, he wants salary caps. Do you have the details on that? Yes, I do. So uh, he was doing uh, interviews, uh, and they did, asked him about you know his stance on it, and he said, "This is his quote: the only way it's going to happen is if they get to the table and say the number one goal, let's get from ten to fifteen billion, and then we'll split the economics evenly." Rodriguez said while discussing how to raise MLB's popularity. Quote, but that's the type of conversation instead of fighting and fighting against each other because there's too much competition out there right now. And in in that whole discussion, he discussed basically to help raise the popularity is that baseball should have a salary cap. Um, it would help teams across the board. And I mean, he's not wrong in any of that. I don't I'm not one of those guys. I mean, I understand why baseball players fight against uh, salary cap because they make some crazy money. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, a salary cap helps a lot of teams in small markets, whether it's Baltimore, whether it's Kansas City, Tampa Bay, uh, those type of teams. It helps uh, Pittsburgh. It helps them a ton to at least kind of stay even where you don't get the big dogs like the Dodgers and the Yankees and even the Red Sox to an extent, just sucking up sucking up all the talent because their owners have so much money to blow. I one hundred percent agree with that. I'm I'm team salary cap. I I, I just think like when you have look. Garrett Cole signed a $324 million contract. It's like, listen, I get it. He deserves the money, you know, but not that much, first of all. I'm just going to say that right now. But you're right. You're looking at teams like like Pittsburgh and like Tampa Bay, and, and it's, sure, they get guys that are, you know, they're making good money and, and they're getting the talent. But once their contract is up, it's like, you can't really convince them unless they really enjoy playing where they're playing because, you know, the Yankees or the Dodgers or, or the Red Sox or somebody's going to come along and go, hey, I know they offered you 50, but we'll get, we're going to give you 90. And they're like, I can't really turn it down. Sorry. Yeah, no, 100%. Now, do you find it funny that A-Rod, who is, yes. you, you know, getting close to trying to be an owner um, and also at one point in time signed one of the richest contracts in baseball, yes. now believes there's a salary cap because Tony Clark, um, the head of the PA had a little bit of something to say about it. He was not uh, thrilled with uh, Rodriguez. He said, Alex, 
benefited as much as anybody from the battles this union fought against owners' repeated attempts to get a salary cap. Uh, now that he is attempting to become an owner himself, his perspective appears to be different, and that perspective does not reflect the best interest of the players. Well, first of all, Tony Clark is an absolute... He's The dude is a plug. Uh, th- he sucks. I, there's no other way to put it. But I, I do agree. I, I think A-Rod um, is being a little hypocritical here, but at the same time, I think he's correct. I mean... Look, there is enough back and forth with the MLBPA and the executive board. Maybe this is something where it's just like, okay, look, and, and in some cases you're going to be like, okay, well, then they're going to have to argue about the salary cap at every CBA, which, you know, the NHL does, but the NHL does it you know, pretty, they do it pretty easily. Like, there's not a ton. I mean, they had the lockout, obviously, but you don't really see long, just ridiculous stretches. Like, they figure it out and then they move forward. With the MLB, it's like, okay, well, we're going to talk about this. I want two oranges, and they give them one and a half, and then they argue about it for the next six years. So I think it's just a matter of, like, finding a a middle ground with both of these parties, and I just don't – I'm not sure that happens. I don't know if a salary cap would help that, but I agree at the the point of, like, you have to – you have to have a salary cap in place to help out these other teams because nobody wants to see the same World Series over and over again. 100%. 100%. Honestly, and it, and this is this is like side, but like I play MLB The Show, right? I can't tell you how many times it's the Dodgers and the Yankees or Dodgers and Astros or yeah. some, I, randomly you'll get the Twins or some weird team in there. But like, yeah, you don't want to see the same thing over and over and over again. And honestly, if there's anybody that doesn't agree that baseball needs a salary cap, that's fine. Tweet us because I'd like to know your opinion on it because I, I am curious on that stance. Yeah, I mean, I also think, I mean, you're right. I, I think, like, let's say Garrett Cole is, is on the is on the open market. And, you know, you're going to get the big money teams if there weren't a salary cap. But I, I think you would really start to see teams like, you know, like the Phillies. I mean, the Phillies have money. They, they have money. But, mm-hmm. like, you, you would see teams like the Rangers and the Diamondbacks and, and, play, and teams like those come out and be like, hey, well, let's just give an offer. Let's see what happens. But now it's like, no, oh, don't even try. The Yankees are going to offer them tenfold what we're going to what, what we could even afford. So um, that that's kind of where where my my stance is. I, I think it would help. Um, on the rest of the docket, is there anything else? What am I missing? Uh, let's see here what we got. So the MLB teams uh, beginning today. I was I was watching the Sox play inner inner uh, team. I missed that thing. again. I suck at that. I gotta get. I gotta make sure I watch those. I only you know honestly the only reason I see it is because it's on it's on Facebook on their live. So like yeah. I saw Rodon and I was like, let me see how he's pitching. Yeah. He looked great. Looked real good. Awesome. Um, but you could. I'm like I was listening to it. I'm like, why does this sound so weird? I'm like, why does this not sound empty? I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, they're using crowd noise. I got the like notification right after I started watching. So Major League Baseball sent uh, teams like basically a tablet or whatever of a bunch of different crowd noises to implement. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're going to go with. Because honestly, it is weird. It, it is. I don't know if you've seen any. I'm sure you've seen some highlights like yep. when, you know, Luis Roberts cranks one or somebody's crank and there's no noise. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, all righty. But it's also awkward when like the sound is bad. That's true. Too. It's also when it's I, like, like if the, if the, like, it's like, like you hear the, like the kind of hum where it's like, but then the ball hits the seats and then like he's on third and it's like, <sighs> you're like, okay, that was stupid. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, that's why, like I, like I said, from what I listened to it, it sounded fine. I was like, okay, this is mm-hmm. cool. 
um, because I think the NBA is kind of in their own and the NHL are going to be in their own situation of trying to do that too. I mean, yeah. I'm all for just blasting some music. I don't give a damn. Whatever you got to just have something going uh, while these guys are playing. Cause if it's just dead silent, it's just going to be weird. I would love players to like really feed into it. Like if they hit a, a big home run and like the, the, the crowd is going nuts, they're rounding second. Like, yeah, let's go. yeah, yeah, yeah. like feed so, into it, please. What, what that makes me think of is so like, you know, WWE, I hasn't been able to have live crowds either. And like they're doing their entrances and they're to a T how they would be in front of a live <laughs> crowd. And I'm like, the first time I saw it, I'm like, watch it. And I'm like, Oh, this is real cringy. Like I can't, I uh, know. Like, I mean, I understand what you're trying to do because to the people at home, but guess what? Everybody at home knows there's no crowd. <laughs> you yeah. do that. It's okay. Um, and also when we're talking about a rod, uh, well, J rod, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez, uh, they're going to partner with Robert Kraft and his son on a deal for city field development. They want to improve the area around the ballpark, a la what you know the Cubs did with Wrigley yep. and yeah. other teams have done. So that's pretty cool. I mean, look, they're going hard to get the Mets. Yeah, like a lot harder than I thought they were. I, I am. I'm all for. I mean, Alex Rodriguez. Like, I don't like him. You know, I don't. No, uh, I don't either. But. But, you know, listening to him on Fox Sports, like on ESPN when he's on there, like the dude's knowledgeable about baseball. There's no denying that. He's got a really great mind for the game. Um, and to get a guy like him in there, at least as a part owner for the Mets, and that helps the Mets because honestly, the Mets are just a disaster. Um, besides yeah. 2015, it's just been such a disaster this entire the past decade for them. So to have guys like DeGrom and Syndergaard and kind of let that go to waste is like, pretty shitty so to get a fresh face in there to bruce up that area and it make the mets more exciting again yeah i think the most exciting part right now i mean obviously you have um <clears throat> you have nemo uh you have pete alonzo but uh there's some talk about um you want cespedes is really he's getting it done so i don't like he's, he's ready now finally yeah, like he's, he's he's raking and uh you know they were talking about his foot um and, and his ankle and how, you know, he's doing sprints now. He's actually running uh, where in spring training he couldn't run. So there's some things that are exciting for, for Mets fans. I, I just, you know, it's for anybody. There, it's, there's so much uncertainty surrounding this season that you're just going to have to wait and see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of that's calling all I have for today unless, unless you have anything else. I, I just think it's sort, of a, it's, it's sort of a slow day in sports, but at the same time there, there's so many things that we can look forward to that, um, that is still worth talking about, especially when Madden screws your team over. A hundred percent. I do think uh, this is probably the last slow week that we get, and yep. then we're going to be swamped. I mean, we're just going to be swamped from here on out um, as these leagues start opening up again. I mean, I'm doing the same issue for my, for the Big J and BB show because it's like uh, we, you know, every Thursday we try to record, and we're going to record later today, but. Like, it's like, you know, I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. So we're just going to go out there and bullshit because I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of where we're at. Um, for everybody sticking around, Dose of OJ comes out uh, tomorrow. Another episode of that, which honestly, probably our best episode yet. Um, I'm just going to say, like, I've said that about one episode before, but this one, it it might it's it. Like, this is I this is the one. I have been enjoying each one. They are fantastic. Appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I, th I think that's it. If you don't have anything else, we can uh, we can wrap things up here. Um, 
Of course, follow uh, follow on Twitter at Josh Barlog, at Big J and BB Show, and check out the Big J and BB Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, this podcast. Rate, subscribe, follow, whatever you got to do. Uh, let a friend know. And uh, if you're interested in $4.99 advertising, you get a 15 to 30 second spot before these episodes and streams. Uh, let me know on Twitter and we can get that set up. So we appreciate you tuning in and we will see you tomorrow night with hopefully more sports news.